0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Success Theory. I'm your host Andrew Flowers, and today I'm here with a very special guest of mine, Joshua Denny, mentor, entrepreneur, and a personal friend. Josh, how are you doing today?
1: Outstanding, Andrew. A pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Likewise. So, for my for my listeners, uh, do you just want to talk about a little bit about who you are and and what you do?
1: Well, uh, who am I? I'm a I'm a father. You know, I'm um, I'm someone who enjoys to get as my objective is to get as much out of life as i possibly can uh, i've been an entrepreneur for the better part of the last 20 uh, 20 years or so actually 24 years <laughs> time has gone by for sure uh so I've, I've had some jobs in uh early on in the early part of it but really for the last uh, night uh, was it uh, 18 57 i've been full-time as an entrepreneur for 17 years so where Basically, I've I've been able to eat what I kill, you know, or I've not had a salary or a um, employment or you know, hourly wage, so that's been uh, been an interesting ride the last few years for sure for the last actually decade and a half.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, I know you have a pretty interesting story that I know is available on your website and things to watch. But uh, what what kind of was that that first? part of your life where you realized, hey, you know, being a salary worker, being an employee is not for me?
1: Well, first of all, thanks for the websites, by the way. I appreciate what <laughs> you put together. Your work is amazing. So uh, Thank always love referring much. you to everybody. Uh, you know, I guess I think what happened for me was when i was younger i always wanted to know how to make money i just didn't know how to do it and my my family did the best they could they just weren't very successfully or weren't very successful financially and you know growing up i wanted the nicer things you know, I, you know a lot of my friends got to go to you know club sports and got to do cool things at, at when they were growing up I, I didn't i didn't get that chance to do any of that and I realized that money has a lot to do with how, how you live, right? Where you live, what neighborhood you grow up in, uh, or what neighborhood your kids will grow up in, or what type of vehicle that you're able to drive, whether it's a safe vehicle or it's one of those tin, you know, tin coffins rolling down the highway. <laughs> uh, and I, I got fortunate early on. I, I met uh, someone who um, radically changed the way I thought about money. You know, they 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 all like for me I, I made a lot of mistakes in school and you know I know you're, you're in college you're doing great stuff you know I went the opposite direction I, I didn't graduate high school um, and I felt because of that I, I really couldn't succeed I, I messed up you know I, I didn't graduate and then I ended up going and working odd jobs just trying to make ends meet to, to pay bills you know you, obviously if you don't come from money you know you've got to pay for rent you've got to buy furniture you've got and, you know, unless you want to sit on the ground. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. There's, there's <laughs> these expenses that have to happen. And so you get into this routine of working, and you know, I, would, I had no problem working 12 hours a day, but uh, you know, I felt like I was getting further and further behind. And I ended up um, meeting this gentleman who thought completely differently. He said, your past doesn't have to equal your future. He started talking about working harder on, on you than you do on whatever it is that you're pursuing. Because it's not your opportunity or not your job or not your career that that you need to work on. You need to work on you first. And if you work on you and you get you right, then everything else gets right. And and it reminded me of this story I heard years ago. And I forget where I heard it, but it was about uh, this uh, this this hardworking father who came home, <clears throat> hard days of work, and you know, he just wanted to sit in his favorite chair and, and read his paper. That's what he wanted to do. Of course, his son had just uh, seen him walk through the door and excitedly started uh, grabbing at him and pulling on him and hugging on him and saying, "Dad, dad, let's play, let's play, let's play." And you know, it's not that he didn't want to play with the son. He just, you know, he just wanted to go sit and read his paper. And so, you know, he kind of was thinking real quick, "How can I buy myself some time just to get a break?" I just walked in the door, and he sees um, uh, the picture of the world on one of the pages of the paper, and he grips it up and he throws it on the ground. He says you know um uh, you know here's here's a puzzle for you son put the world uh back together and then um and then we'll play and she's like I, I i for sure have some time now to myself uh and as he sits down and he just starts getting in it's maybe 10 minutes into uh the paper his son comes back with it all taped up and says you know super super gleam in his eyes dad look i did it i did it and, his father looks at him, oh, you can't be, he doesn't know geography. I mean, the kid's like five years old, you know, and uh, he's like, how did you do this? And now he's intrigued and he's like, wow, how, this is amazing. son. How, how did you do it? And he said, well, on the other side, there's a picture of a man. And he's like, I knew if I got the man right, the world would be okay. And wow. that story has stuck with me for probably 20 years. You know, I heard that so long ago. And, and what it meant to me was, you know, work on you. Get yourself right before you try to go make anything else right around you. And, and that's good news because the one thing you and I can control is our attitude and our behavior. Actually, I should say the two things. Is there's only two things that you and I will ever have the ability to control in this world, Andrew. Our attitude and our behavior. We, we can't control somebody else. We can't control our circumstances. Uh, we can't control the other people in our life. Like If you have kids, you can't control them. You can't control your spouse. You can't control any relationship you're in, uh, your business partners. You can control you and you alone. So if you work on that and you get that right, everything else seems to start fitting in around you. I heard I, it also said, I think it was Jim Rohn, he said, you know, change, change yourself and everything else will change. So if you change you, things around you will change. So if you want things to change, you've got to change. And I said, oh, that, that's, that's cool. That, that's hopeful, right, because I can do that. And I I met people that had similar backgrounds, similar situations that I had I had, and similar challenges, but had gone on to become very successful—not just financially, but uh, socially. Right? They, they you know, people admired them and respect them. They had the admiration of their community. You know, they 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 lived a good life. At least that's what it looked like to me. And I wanted to I wanted to have that. And what I found out was those are entrepreneurs. Those are people who were you know making their own way. And they said, "Look, it's 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 tough. It's it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's probably the hardest thing you'll ever do, but it's worth it." And so, you know, I, I guess early on, I, I got fortunate. I got around some some good people who thought that way. That led me to books and tapes, where I could listen to it because. I think, and I'll wrap up with this, Andrew, everyone wants that mentor. You know, they want that man or that woman that's just going to grab them and grab them by the neck or grab them by the collar and just shake them and get them to do what they wouldn't have done if you weren't there. We all want that mentor. We want that person that's going to kind of be at our door every day and pick us up when we're feeling down, right? Push us out the door into the cold, into the darkness and make us sweat until it forms uh, that man that or that woman that you were destined to be. And the reality is that that, that person's not showing up, okay? There's an old saying that's uh, also etched in my memory. It says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So what does that mean? You got to get ready. You got to be ready to be a student. And so you know, that, that, was, that was probably the first thing that, that really helped me to get on that path, was going, all right, let let me be a student, and I'm not going to wait for somebody else to show up. I'm going to seek out the books, seek out the tapes, seek out the seminars, and I'm going to go and get around those people, because the four things that we need to change in our life, for our life to change, are what we see, what we hear, what we read, and who we associate with, and if we change that, then everything else will change, and then I believe the mentors will start showing up in your life.
0: Absolutely. So was it easy when you first started? What, what was it like in your mindset, in your, in your life in general, what was it like when you were just like, you know, I'm going to start becoming an entrepreneur?
1: You know, it wasn't, I don't think it was easy. It was simple because the things that you need to do to be successful in any endeavor in life is, um, is simple. Uh, let me give you an example. Working out is pretty simple, right? Provided you have the physical ability to work out you know, some people don't, uh, but I mean even those that are in wheelchairs or have major challenges still find a way to work out. So I would say for the most part, if you if you can work out, you'd agree that it's simple to do so, right? Lifting weights, it's Neanderthal. Okay. Knuckle dragon, Neanderthal stuff. You don't need to have a super big IQ or high IQ rather to, to do that. You know, run you know, going for a run, getting on a bike, doing some squats, dropping down, doing some push-ups. If you don't have a gym, you can do calisthenics. That's free. Free, $3.99. Okay, you can do that in you know, an eight by eight space. You know, max. You know, I mean, you don't need a bigger space than that. You can do all the stuff you need to do to be in good physical condition. Okay, so then what is it then? What is the difference between those who achieve success and those who don't? If it's so simple, what's simple to do is simple not to do.
0: Okay?
1: Absolutely. Again, easy right? Andrew, I don't think it's easy because it's it's tough to work out. Like you start working out and, and you, your mind you immediately starts screaming at you saying, stop. Yeah. Man. What are you doing? <laughs> this hurts. Stop doing that because your Definitely. mind wants to pull you towards comfort. It wants to pull you back into the zone of comfort that that most of us existed. And that's natural. But you got to fight that. You got to push beyond that. You got to go until, until you're sweating, until you physically your muscles don't move anymore. You know, and then until at least you believe that, then you can find out there's a whole nother level of where that goes. But it's simple. It's just hard to do because it takes that effort. So in the beginning, the hardest part for me was believing I could actually be one of the successful people. You know, here's what happened. The first day I decided to go full-time as an entrepreneur and pursue my business. I was legitimately just unemployed. I quit my job. I'll never forget it. I used to work in this machine shop. At uh, in Santa Ana, California, where I lived at the time, and I I know I lived actually in Riverside, California, uh, but I lived in California, so that's why I said Santa Ana. It's where I worked. It was about a forty-minute commute, uh, one way, if there was no traffic. But because of you know, there's so much population in California that. Typically, I'd had to wake up at like 4:15, you know, 4:10, 4. 4 o'clock, get in my truck by 4:15, 4. 4:20 4. at the latest, and I would start making my way to uh, Santa Ana, where I had to punch my time clock at the machine shop by 6 a.m. If I was late, I could be oh, fired, wow. so I made sure I did that. And so sometimes I'd get there by you know 5:20, 5:30, but but if I didn't leave by 4:15, you know, I could be late because. Sometimes it was right before 6. And I, sometimes I'd punch my time clock by 5.55. I'd be pulling in the parking lot, running in, whoop, swipe that that time clock. And I'd work from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, this was every day, Monday uh, through Friday. And Saturdays, it was usually about an eight-hour day on Saturday. So six days a week I was out, and I was working you know, pretty much nonstop. So uh, I finally said, forget this, you know. I had my part time business going. I was working on it. I was, I was getting it going. I wasn't making much money, but I was making a little bit. And I said, you know what? If I spent all my focus on this, you know, I could probably make more than I'm making here because I was only making $9 an hour. So I'm like, you know, I, can, I can't make $100 a day. You know, I'm, you know, it's maybe $120, $130 a day is what it was. I, I, and then what am I doing in business? So I said, "I can do that. I, I did the calculation, I knew what I had to do, and then uh, I was you know I kind of had that in my mind. I was driving to work, and I was right at uh, um, uh, Surface club um, road, and I saw I saw that uh, exit approaching, and I just called I just picked the phone, I called my work, I said, "Hey, uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm not coming in again." and I hung up. And I didn't give them, you know two week notice. I'm mean, I, I probably should have done that as an honorable person, but at the time I, I had I was so upset with some of the things that had happened there and uh, all the effort I'd put into that company. I just uh, because one of the reasons was Andrew was they told me they'd give me a raise after if I put in a, you know I, after a year, hard work I get a raise and I I'd never called in sick. I was never late. I worked my butt off, and they wanted to give me a ten cent raise. Wow. Ten cents an hour. A dollar twenty a day. A dollar twenty a day. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And then after taxes, it's a dollar. You know, I was like, or you know, like ninety cents or something. It's like, come on, man, forget that. So (coughs) I remember I so it was like maybe a couple days after that. I said, I'm I'm done. And I I, uh U-turned, got back on the freeway home, which was clear because I was still stuck in traffic. Now I'm clear all the way back. Like I'm free. I'm an entrepreneur full time, but I was just unemployed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I I didn't really have a business going. It was just me. You know, was, I had no employees. I had no one working with me. So, uh, you know, that that kind of started my journey. And you know, obviously, it was a long story from there. But you know, I ended up going into foreclosure. You know, my car was up for repossession. Things went downhill pretty fast, and and it put a it lit a fire under me and got me really focused. And you know, from there, I just uh, started applying everything I was learning consistently. I went out there, I learned sales, I learned how to recruit, I learned how to um, lead teams, and build organizations. I, you know I learned finance. I just kind of went through the fires of, of business and, and you know, started to finally succeed.
0: So what was your family's reaction, your family and friend's reaction when you you know, when you became full-time unemployed?
1: <laughs> what well, was not? <laughs> they all thought I was crazy that like, you are a lunatic like you 're going to lose everything you're going to lose everything like stop and the the interesting thing was you know today everyone calls them haters and all that, I don 't think so. maybe some of them are maybe there are some haters out there, but I think most people who are trying to stop you they're doing it through a sincere desire to try to help you because in their minds that's what they believe, and so they're sincerely trying to share with you hey that's probably not a good idea you know i uh, I just realized they're sincerely wrong you know what uh, no one's going to do it for me i've got to figure it out and for me that was the way i don't recommend that for all people i think you know some people may not be ready to 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 do that because it really does take some serious commitment and willingness to lose it, it all willingness to be homeless willingness to go look i will lose everything i don't care about my credit i don't care about i'll live i'll live outside don't care all i know is this is where i'm going and nothing's going to stop i will figure it out you know over under through I'll blow this thing up. Whatever I gotta do, I'm gonna get there. Come hell or come high water, you're gonna see me on the top of the mountain waving the flag, or on the side of the road dead. And once you make that kind of resolve, like legitimate resolve, and then you start applying yourself, nothing can stop you.
0: So, what would you say the moment was when you knew, like, hey, I'm, I'm successful, or, or that moment when you realized? I don't you know, know if that
1: moment's ever come.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. It's always something new to learn. So Mm -hmm. there's been times that I've, I've, I've thought, wow, I I got here. I got, and what I mean by here is because there's, I don't think there's a destination. There's not a finish line.
0: It's a journey.
1: When you envision a reality, you desire to live in your mind, meaning that you create the home you want to, you want to go to sleep in. You, uh, you create the vehicle that you want to drive around. You create the lifestyle and the, and the people that you see around you and and, and all the materialistic stuff. Because materialistic stuff's easy to visualize. So I don't think it's important in so much as it's a, a, a good tool of measurement to see how well you've trained your mind. So, you know, there's been times when I've, you know, I'm i got my hands on, on the rolls, you know, my hands on the steering wheel of the Rolls Royce and I'm you know, I'm driving to a, a beautiful home and and I've got nice things and I'm going, wow. All right, cool. I got to this place that I envisioned in my brain. But then you, you have to envision a new place and go to that, and be willing to risk it all, be willing to go back to zero, and not worry about what it used to be, or what was, because the good thing that, if you're really a student of life, it's all up here, it's all a journey in the mind, you're just constantly learning, it's not constantly growing, and life's gonna throw curveballs on at you, you're gonna end up in the midst of the storm, it happens every single time, and it's not what happens, it's how you deal with what happens, I think Jim Rohn said it best. He said, "It's not the direction of the wind, because the same wind blows on us all, right? The same wind, the wind, the winds of adversity, or the winds of adversity, the winds of uh, change, the winds of of challenge, and of, of obstacle, uh, the winds of success. I mean, the, the, we all have had successes in certain things. The winds blow on us all, but it's not the direction of the wind. It's the set of the sail." Setting your mental sail and and capturing that wind and forcing it to push you in the direction that you desire to go. So, okay. Yeah. You know, again, I don't I don't know if there's such a thing as as success, in so much as that Result. you're learning to use your mind more effectively and and more effectively being able to create the circumstances around you and shape them to your will.
0: Okay. So what are some of the things that being an entrepreneur has allowed you to do? What are some of the, the experiences in your life that have really, you know, uh, solidified that to you, if that makes sense?
1: I would look at me. You, you live life on your terms. You, you know, I've been able to travel all over the world. and been able to take my family all over the world. Um, I've been able to stay in some of the nicest places on the planet, some of the nicest resorts. You know, I've, I've been able to fly private. I've been able to, to have nice vehicles. Uh, but you know, put my kids in good schools, but you know, have them in the best gymnastic schools and privates. And I've been able to do those types of things and being able to provide for those that I love. I've been able to, you know, take care of my mom and able to take care of my brothers I've been able to take care of my, my, uh, guess, uh bunch of charities that I, I believe in that I, I appreciate. And uh, I've been able to have the time to mentor others and help other people go through the same situations I was going through. So to give back in that way, not just with, uh, financial resources, that's pretty simple, writing a check, but also with your time and being present in somebody's life. Uh, you know, that's yeah. that's the freedom that you get if you decide to build a business, not build a job, because I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that they get in. They, yeah, they're an entrepreneur, but they really just built themselves a job. And, they're, you know, I, I define a successful entrepreneur as someone who can build a business and then walk away from it for a year or two and that thing's still pumping out cash. And, you know, you're able to live the life you want to live because you put the right people in place that are operating that, that machine for you. So, yeah, you know, be, having freedom, having time freedom to be able to learn, to be able to study, to be able to grow. You know, and I, I think it just, if, if anything, it helps you get the financial monkey, that, that money monkey off your back to take care of those creature needs at whatever lifestyle you, you deem is important because not everyone wants all the nice stuff, right? You, you can you can become financially independent for a relatively small amount of money if, if you do it right, you know, depending on what you need. But once that's done, then you can free your mind to not have to focus on going to work every day, you know, going to that job and doing the grind to just pay the bills. Like at that, unfortunately, most people in life, that's what they get stuck in. They just get stuck in this grind of, you know, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work I go, you know, and they, they work and work and work, they get a little excited on Wednesday because it's hump day, and then they live for Friday, They and, and they go get crazy trashed on the weekend, and then they start it all over again, and all they're doing is really uh, existing to live, living to exist, and I think that's sad because I don't think that any one of us were made for that, I think we're created for much more, I think you have so much more inside you that that if you were just a, willing to take the time to tap into it, you'd be shocked at how much you have inside of you, not somebody else. You, you've got something special in you, but you got to be willing to go through the pain to be able to, it's like, there's no testimony without a test. You know, you, you've got to be tested. And I, uh, you know, it's kind of like that, the, you know, when you, when you, um, when you're, Making a knife or a sword, like back in the old days, they make these swords. And, and like the Japanese, I have these uh, swords in my house, and I, I love them. There's a um, the uh, samurai sword, and it's folded Japanese steel. And the way they make this sword, Andrew, is pretty cool. And you know, they get this piece of steel, and they get it super hot, and they pound it out, and then they dip it in water, and then they get it hot again, and then they pull it back out, and they pound it and pound it, and fold it and pound it and pound, it and pound it and pound it and pound it, and then stick it, stick it in the water. They pull it back out. They stick it back into the furnace. And that's you and me. We got to be willing to go back into the furnace. And that's tough. That's hard. It's hard, especially once you've done it a few times. This this shit's not cool. This hurts. (laughs) Yeah, it hurts. Sure, it hurts. But every time you come out of it, you get stronger. And again, the more times that steel's folded, the more time it's pounded, the stronger the sword it is, the more effective it is
0: okay so what are you up to what are you doing right now to for the listeners just so they can get into your mind and, and understand you know what what does that entrepreneurship truly look like what are some of the, the things that you're doing currently
1: you know today I'm I'm not operating uh, any companies right now I, I mean I've got some partnerships and some companies that I, I have some decisions on I'm, I'm on the board of several companies so I, I will help but in my early days as an entrepreneur, I was an operator. I, I was in the trenches nonstop, 24 seven building and growing. And I love that there's a passion there. But at this stage of my career, my kids are young, you know, they're going through, um, they're going through uh, gymnastics and they're, you know, 10, nine and eight. And I want to be there until they, you know, for the next few years. So right now I'm, I'm in a phase of life where I'm mainly an investor. So I've got some investments in, in a variety of companies. And, and so, um, you know, I'm just kind of growing those portfolios and, and just enjoy my life at the moment I, I will get back in the grind at some point and go build something again, but I think that's going to be um, a ways away once my kids are a little older because I want to enjoy this right now
0: definitely do you do you hope your kids are going to be be entrepreneurs when they grow up?
1: I hope they do, and they pursue their passions you know obviously I'm going to do the best I can to, to share with them my principles and uh, my um my philosophies, but again you know their life is theirs to life and you know as much as i want them to be something uh, again i can't control that all i can do is find out what's important to them and, and fan that that passion and help administer some some philosophies and, and help them pursue what they want right now it's gymnastics and and so i'm i'm fanning that and my uh you know, cindy's actually doing a far better job than i am she's she's like coach mom so she's uh She's doing, I mean, she understands it. Well, I kind of just show up and take the camera and give them hugs and stuff. But know, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what they love right now. So I'm kind of a gymnastics dad.
0: That's great. So what would be your advice for like young entrepreneurs? You know, uh, people who are either looking to get out of the nine to five or they're, they're, you know, in college and looking for that next avenue. They don't want to work up the corporate ladder. What's your
1: advice? You know my advice is study, study, practice, teach, study, practice, teach. So First, what, what do you want to do? You know, if you want to be in the e-com, start studying that, start, start really getting into that, study that. There's so much information. What, what's awesome about today's era is almost everything's free. You can get so much information for free if you just dig. And then, you know, some of the stuff that you spend some money on, maybe you spend some money on a course you know, that comes highly recommended. You know, there's some great courses out there. go to some of those courses learn 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 you know benjamin franklin said if you pour coins into your mind your mind will pour coins into your purse meaning that if you invest in you everywhere you go there you are (laughs) which means that you can make you can make something out of nothing as long as you put something in here so study and then practice what you're learning don't stay in the classroom all day. One hour in the field can be worth as much as 20 hours in the classroom. you got to have the classroom time though. Don't neglect it, but get out and practice. Get out and be, if you're in sales, especially uh, I'd encourage any entrepreneur. If you, if you, if entrepreneurship is your chosen path, then you got to learn sales. Now you may not be good at sales. That may not be something that comes natural for you. It wasn't for me, but you better learn it. it it's, the best skill set you can possibly get if you want to be an entrepreneur, because you need to know it if you're going to attract good salespeople to you. Now, and then you may morph out of that and be more of an operator, be more of someone behind the scenes that's operating the company, uh, but you got to be a salesperson. Okay. And if you're going to be a CEO, that's pretty much, you're a salesperson 24-7. Okay, That's what you do. You sell your vision. And if you're if you, so you need to learn sales, get out there, get a good sales job. You know, get one of the best sales jobs you got. I'm talking to my good friend, Aaron. You, you know Aaron, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron, uh, he got a job at uh, a life insurance company. And I'm like, I was cheering him up. I'm like, that's awesome. There's one of the best, most aggressive sales uh, schools out there. You're learning how to sell life insurance. You're kidding me? That's it, is, it doesn't get harder than that. That's awesome. Get out there and learn that business. You know, go sell cars. Go sell something. Get into sales and learn that business. Now, I always recommend network marketing for, for most people who are just Getting involved in that space because you can learn sales, you learn recruitment, you learn all these great things. I mean, there's a lot of good companies out there. Find one that resonates with you, and go out there and just do it, not to go be the best in that company. Do it for the skill set. Do it for what it makes of you to be good there. You know, my Jim Rohn used to always say, "Become a millionaire, not for the million dollars, for but but do it for the person you have to become, for what it makes of you to achieve." that goal and that's that's a worthy goal right learning to become so valuable to the marketplace that you 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 actually gain a million dollars man. that's pretty cool it's a good start
0: definitely well all right josh well i appreciate it that was awesome where can my listeners find more about you learn more about you connect with you
1: you know um, my website joshuadenny.com. D E N N E. It's like the restaurant Denny's, but D E N N E. No why. Uh, Joshua Denny. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I do reply on my Instagram, so you can go there. I also have a book, Inevitable, uh, Tipping the Scales and Your Benefits. So if you like what you heard and you wanna uh, you wanna get a little bit more of that, uh, you can go to Amazon.com and get my book. I'd love for you to re- leave a review if you do or have read it that'd be great, but uh, that's how you get a hold of me. Andrew, it's always a pleasure. I have so much respect for you, what you're doing. And uh, I'm proud of you, man. You're crushing it. I have no doubt you're going to be one of the titans of business over the next uh, few decades. I'm excited to see what you make of your life, son. So anyway, God bless, buddy, and uh, appreciate you having me on.
0: Take care. Thanks.